BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. No! How did this fly get in? Somebody got a fly swatter? Uh, it was a shot of Prairie Jesus is really what it was. It was. You'd think we, we'd be getting used to it, but it would, we, we never get used to it. We never get tired of good things happening. This life doesn't get old. No. It was a nice little distraction from the real world, and here we are today for a coffee session. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hello, Canada. Canadian sports fans around the world, welcome to the RP Show. The mics are hot, they tell me. And so are we, Darren Moose DuPont. How you doing over there, Moose? You know, Rod, I'm doing great. New week. Yeah. Back here at Grey Eagle. I love it. Yeah, getting getting back into the swing of things here. And we're ready to talk sports for the next two hours here on Game Plus television across all 10 provinces and 31 states on Game Plus. Uh, yeah, I see people tweeting at us saying, so much to talk about today on the RP Show. Uh, and there is. And we're going to have a lot of fun. going to tell some stories of our weekend. Our guests today are Jeff Reinbold, the special teams coordinator of the Montreal Alouettes and NFL analyst for Sky Sports in Europe. And also... 10-year pro footballer, Grey Cup champion, Mike Abumeshwick. He'll be joining us in Hour 2. Before we jump into the Quick 6 show topics, um, I think, I guess what we should do is open up with the uh, photo album. Why not do that? Yeah, good Before idea. we tell anybody, because it was such a busy weekend out here in Calgary. Uh, producer Clark, if you don't mind rolling that, or whoever does that back there in the bunker. This was here Saturday night. These photos are in no particular order. This was uh, Pete Pocket, who's become a close friend of mine. Elvis Tribute Show, Saturday night, here, right here in the event center. I'm telling you, the oldies were both in his song set and in the crowd. Uh, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Walkers and wheelchairs, as far as the eye could see. And they were bopping to the oldies. Memory lane for those old folks. It uh, really was. You know, I, like, I had a great time in the crowd. And, you know, watching it and, and, and even watching the crowd. They got so emotional. There was tears. Yeah. There was jiving and moving around. It was awesome to see. Uh, Two-hour show plus an intermission. And lo and behold, Sunday morning, I run into Elvis himself, Pete Paquette in the gym here at the Gray Eagle. And we worked out together and we swapped stories and it was just fantastic. So watch for Paquette Productions, Pete Paquette and his Elvis tribute show coming to your town because they're currently on tour all across North America. Just a super guy. So this is Friday night. This was at the Flames Community Arenas. The U of R Cougars were playing the Mount Royal Cougars. Cougars versus Cougars. It was my alma mater. 
versus my hometown team. How about that? And we see the guy in the middle is Peter Labardius, the ageless Peter Labardius. Darren, and your hair looks fantastic there, by the way. <laughs> Anything you. you wanted to say about that visit? Uh, no, it was it was an awesome visit. It was great to uh, catch up with, with Lou, and we had a really good chat. The hockey was awesome. Unfortunately, well, depending on what side you're on. If you're a Calgary fan, it was great because with a minute five left, they tied it, then they took the lead, and you never know who you're going to run into when you're Flames broadcaster Peter Labardius there at the... Uh, you hogged him, by the way, all night. I didn't get a chance to talk to him. Saturday, <laughs> you were busy with your own conversations. Uh, Saturday, we went up to Banff. It's just a short little jaunt. Moose and I went out there for coffee. We watched the Titans-Bengals game. Darren didn't talk all the way home, so Banff, always a great uh, idea. What, 45 minutes west of Calgary was yeah. amazing. Uh, what else do we have? I think that might be it. That might, if it is, let me know, guys. Uh, no, what am I talking about? Sunday's watch party at the Shark Club, Deerfoot Meadows, some of our closest friends. I think this is the last photo, and it's perfect, because we do have one funny story about this before we move on. I uh, just want to say hey to Brock and the crew down there, Ryan, for looking after us. The photo album is brought to you by Great Western Brewing Company, brewed in Saskatchewan, made with premium Saskatchewan ingredients, original 16s unfiltered for peak flavor, purchased at a store near you today. Can I just say this before we jump into the football on the wild football weekend we're sitting there at the bar we're watching the games and I'll, i hear this gal because there were some people that came down for the watch party this gal over my shoulder goes oh my god it's rod peterson i didn't even look back i'm like who's who is playing a, tr a trick on us right she goes, and moose oh my god i watch you guys every day on game plus network i'm like She's legit. And her boyfriend was there. She'd be in her mid to late 20s, right? She goes, big sports better. I'm a big sports better. So I love you guys. Watch your show every day. And then they went around and she was hugely into that Chiefs-Bills game. Like she had some change on it. You know well, what I mean? Of course. Who doesn't? But it, it, she didn't know that we were having a watch party. She just showed up with her boyfriend. The regulars there at the Shark Club. And I was somewhat flabbergasted. Yeah. Stuff never, I never get used to that. You never get used to it. Even, you know, it doesn't matter how much it happens. You don't get used to it, but it's fun to see, and it's good to, you know, we had a, a couple of viewers, some viewers show up here on Monday, and we didn't know who they were, but they were viewers of the show, and, you know, we, only, we always sometimes think, oh, if you're not commenting on YouTube, we don't, you're not watching the show, you know what I mean? We think everybody that watches the show is writing in, and that's not the case, so it's fun to see and meet some of the people who watch, and we've never met. Well, I appreciate her, I appreciate everybody that came down to the Shark Club, and we'll do it again. All right. Can we, uh, can we hit the quick six show horn? Show topic horn. Thank you, so here we go. To the games. Patrick Mahomes found Travis Kelsey in the end zone early in overtime. And the Kansas City Chiefs rallied to beat the Buffalo Bills 42-36 on Sunday night. in a sizzling finish to a wild divisional round weekend. The lead changed hands three times in the final two minutes of regulation before Harrison Butker, who earlier missed a field goal and extra point, drilled a 49-yarder for Kansas City as time expired to force overtime. We can spend two hours on this game alone. Okay, we feel bad for Josh Allen, obviously, the Bills quarterback who thought he'd had the game won. But this is all that anybody wants to talk about today, and that is the NFL's overtime rules. So the Chiefs win the coin toss. They get the first possession. They go down the field and score a touchdown. That's how the rule states. Now, if they'd kicked a field goal, the Bills would have had the opportunity to come onto the field and score a touchdown. But, the, but it's, they've changed the rules. How long ago did they tweak that? It's been a few years now. Not long, but not long, long enough. But long enough. And it's not... I thought it would be just Bills fans complaining about the overtime rules. Because anytime any team loses with the current NFL rules, they complain about it. 
I used to complain about it, but people have convinced me. I've come around to realizing it's a team game. You can play defense. You can stop them. Now, I think the CFL and college football overtime rules are better where the two mini games, right? You have a chance to play offense and defense. They've tweaked that a little bit over the last couple of years, adding the mandatory two-point converts. But the NFL rule is what the NFL rule is, and it only becomes a problem come playoff time. But the poll question today for Capital Auto Mall Universal Collision Center is quite simply, should the NFL change its overtime rules? Capital Auto Mall with dealerships all across the Canadian prairies plus Southern California. Uh, Over 80% last I saw saying, yes, they need to change the rules. I'm saying no for the reasons I laid out. The NFL is a very smart league, Darren. If they thought there was a problem, they would have changed it. And they have it to what it is right now. Where, where are you on that? Oh, I don't know because I've been watching a lot of tennis, Rod. And in tennis, you can't lose until you have your serve broken. You know, you got to win by two. So that means when you're on serve, we can keep going back and forth, much like the offenses. And you can't lose until they play better defense, right? And that's the same way in the CFL. It's the same way in college football. It's just not in the NFL. You know, I have a problem with people saying, you know, Josh Allen deserved to win that game. If he deserved to win it, he would have won it. It's not like he got the game taken away from him. He just didn't get the chance at the end to tie it and continue playing in overtime. Um, they've taken the step forward by, by allowing another possession. If it's a field goal, it used to be over on the first points of the game. So that, I think, is the gateway drug, if you, if, if you will. And I think they'll probably change it. And I think they probably should just simply because the entertainment could have continued last night, and that would have been fun to watch. I suppose. Uh, Arlen Bruce III uh, watching today. He writes and he says, Chiefs 49ers in Super Bowl 56 rematch. He's predicting another all-red Super Bowl, which happened two years ago. Carlos watching in Indianapolis says, regarding the poll, the old sudden-death OT rule was fine and simple. If you don't like getting beat by a coin toss, then get a defense and stuff them like a taco time overtime taco. How about that? How about that? We're into it early. That's pretty good. We're into it early. The old rule was if the team that scored first, period. You just score first. Yeah. Field goal, safety, I guess, whatever. Whoever scored first won. They, they've amended it to you have to score a touchdown. I honestly can't see them changing it, to be honest. I can't. And, and I don't think they, they will. I think because Bills fans are upset because the Bills are upset. I know. And again, you got to make sure you can remove yourself from the situation. You didn't lose because of the coin toss. You just didn't get a chance to tie. You lost because Patrick Mahomes went down the field and scored a touchdown. Tim in Las Vegas is watching. He's a newbie. I see. He says the Chiefs lost to New England on this same silly rule a couple years ago, missing out on the Super Bowl. We KC people are glad we won, but we understand the rule is unfair and it needs to be changed. Now, here's another one from Edmonton, Northside, Northside YEG. He says that Buffalo-Kansas game was probably the best football game I've seen other than that CFL Classic on Canada Day, Saskatchewan versus Montreal, eh? Yeah, I called that one. Can- the Canada Day comeback! Saskatchewan came back by from 21 points down to beat the Alouettes in a great cup rematch. Here's the one other thing about the overtime. And 
you look at the game last night, and especially when you got into the final three minutes, it was zing, zing, zing. It was touchdown, game over. No, 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 touchdown the other way. Okay, now it's over. No, field goal. Like, it was back and forth, which feeds into the notion that, okay, we should both get a possession no matter what happens in overtime. But most NFL games aren't like that down the stretch, right? So that's why this rule's in. It's hard to score touchdowns in the National Football League. Last night, it wasn't. You know, in the earlier games, it was tough. There was more field goals, less touchdowns, and the overtime rules would have been fine. But it just happens that you were in a shootout, and it fits. One interesting thing, and we're going to move on to Tom Brady. But it's interesting talking to fans. Ryan, the bartender who was looking after us at Shark Club yesterday, I, it, he had a Colts jersey on, and obviously his team's not in the playoffs. So I said, who are you cheering for? He said, not Tampa. Tom Brady's got enough rings. And I'm like, you know what? I get it. You want to see a new champion? I'm still cheering for Tom, but I get it. Some people just want to see a new champion, and this year you're going to because, as the guy brought up the Canada Day comeback, 21 points. Tom's like, we're down 27 to 3. <clears throat> Pulled my beer. But Matthew Stafford threw for 366 yards and two touchdowns, and Matt Gay's 30-yard field goal as Tom expired lifted the Los Angeles Rams to a divisional playoff victory over Tom Brady and the defending Buccaneers in Tampa. Tom rallied the Bucs from a 27-3 second-half deficit with help from three L.A. turnovers, tying the game on Leonard Fournette's nine-yard run on fourth and inches with 42 seconds remaining. But the seven-time NFL champion didn't get an opportunity to finish the job. Stafford led the Rams downfield after the ensuing kickoff, using completions of 20 and 44 yards to league-receiving leader Cooper Cup to set up Gay's winning field goal. So those were just Sunday's games. But I'm sitting right beside you, some of our closest friends at the Shark Club, and we were all writing off the Bucks. Even I was. I didn't show it, though. I said, you don't count out Tom. You did. But I'm like, eee. But I, I just, my commentary on that game is simply, the Buccaneers were awful for the first half. They were down 27-3, to taking stupid penalties, undisciplined penalties. Adamic and Sue... So they kind of did give the game away. Go ahead. You know, they did. That game being tied in the final minute is probably exactly what it should have been, right? It wasn't, you know, oh, oh the Rams let them back in it. Oh, you know, the Bucs are terrible. No, the Bucs let the Rams have a big lead, and then the Rams let the Bucs get back into it. And so it's probably where it should have been at the end, and then Matt Stafford made a play that puts him on the map and might define his career. You know, that long pass to Cooper Cup, which ended up setting up the game-winning field goal. You know, I waited all game, and I said to you, Matt Stafford's good for one, turn, one bad mistake that's going to cost his team every game. He's, he's due for one. It never happened. Nope. The snap that went over his head, that's not on Matthew Stafford. The fumble on the one-yard line from Cam Akers, that's not on Matthew Stafford. He played a pretty good football game. And when it mattered, he stepped up. Arlen Bruce still watching the third. He says, I went 4-0 over the weekend on my picks. I'm ready for the big leagues in betting on games. I told you the Titans quarterback couldn't do it. Uh, he did, actually. If you recall, he did. Yeah. Arlen did say that. Um, I don't mind sprinkling in some comments here. Early on, Taco Time viewer takeover. Adam in Hamilton's watching, he says, the defenses are tired at the end of the game. The team that wins the coin toss has a big advantage based on an arbitrary flip of a round piece of metal. Still, it's better than it used to be. 
Ryan watching in Saratoga, New York. The reason why fans are clamoring for a new rule is because the team that won has a superstar quarterback. No need to change the rule. Your defense is responsible for stopping the other team. Uh, all kinds of interesting commentary coming in from our viewers today, and I appreciate it. Um, Darren knows how I felt last weekend as I moved to Saturday's games here in the warm-up. Robbie Gould continued his playoff perfection and moved the San Francisco 49ers one step away from their second Super Bowl appearance in three seasons with a 45-yard 45 45-yard 45 field goal as time expired for a 13-10 upset of Green Bay on Saturday night. Aaron Rodgers dropped to 0-4 in career playoff matchups against the 49ers. And in Music City, rookie Evan McPherson kicked a 52-yard field goal as time expired, lifting the Cincinnati Bengals past the top-seeded Tennessee Titans. Moose's team, 19-16 in an AFC Divisional Playoff game to end the NFL's longest active road playoff skid. The Bengals intercepted the aforementioned Ryan Tannehill three times, setting up two of McPherson's four field goals. Tennessee's Derrick Henry ran for a touchdown and finished with 66 yards. The floor is yours, young man to describe the bedwetting by the Tennessee Titans Saturday afternoon. Oh, and that's what it was, right? It was a bedwetting, and we've seen that at times this year. You know, the game against Houston, the game against the New York Jets, and I take nothing away from Joe Burrow. I mean, when he throw for 350 yards, but to me, watching that football game, the Bengals didn't really do a lot to win that football game. They took advantage of mistakes. You know, the opening play of the game, if I can script the play, what's going to happen on the opening play of the game. Surely the team watching film all week can do it. They picked off Ryan Tannehill and turned that into a field goal and ends up being really the difference in the football game, you know, the field goals. I don't know that there's a lot of holes on the, on the Tennessee team. A lot of it is mental. A lot of it is in execution. I don't know if Ryan Tannehill's the answer, but outside of getting Aaron Rodgers in free agency, I don't know that there's an answer waiting for you. You know, I don't know that you want to pick up Deshaun Watson. I don't know that that's going to work out. So you're with Ryan Tannehill. You know, the biggest change for me with the Titans, and this is my last point, is that Arthur Smith left to Atlanta, and Todd Dowling came in to run the offense, and that seems to be the biggest issue for me is just, you know, the play calling. So that, that to me, is, is what was missing was the offensive coordinator and Arthur Smith, who had, had a really good rapport with Ryan Tannehill. But super disappointing Saturday, as you know. Coaching, 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 coaching. Getting the uh, goat horns in, in a lot of these losses. And by the way, my prediction is that Tom Brady comes back in Tampa in 2022, but Aaron Rodgers has played his last game in Green Bay. Unfortunately, after the Super Bowl, we're going to have to hear about it for six months. But it is what it is. Uh, Greg S. watching on YouTube, he says, I want to know the stat. How often does the team that wins the coin toss in overtime actually win the game? Is it 50-50? I have no idea. Trent in Norway watching. And I have my Norway flag, but it's in my room. He says, Norway here. This past weekend for the NFL was surprising for entertainment, but, it all, but all the games were exciting. It looks like it'll be a Chiefs-LA Super Bowl. This time, the Rams will be ready. Uh, look, uh, we're just rolling. The, that was the, point, the first point. First and second point, the weekend NFL games. We will be at Super Bowl, and i got to say that I hope the Rams are in it. I think it'll be a lot more exciting in Los Angeles if the Rams are in the Super Bowl. Yes. You dig? Oh, yeah. When we come back, we'll look at the conference championship matchups, the bet regal odds, the NHL from Sunday. I'm putting that off a little bit, at least until we come back in the second segment.
We got some CFL news to discuss and uh, the ECHL suspending Jacob Panetta for a racial incident. He has defended himself. He's been cut by his team. Hey, more hockey talk. Uh, well, some hockey talk when we come back because we haven't had any yet. You're watching the RP Show. This has been the warm-up on Game Plus Television Network. We're live from Gray Eagle Resort and Casino, Calgary's entertainment destination. We're also live on YouTube and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Our P-Show continues on a Monday, episode number 681 of Daytime Sports Talk. Hey, got to say, if you get a chance to get out to Banff, do it. Beautiful weather this week, too. Oh. Above zero Celsius. Hey, everybody. Tough Tribe for Men contains aloe vera, botanicals, and antioxidants, traditionally known for their scalp and hair benefits. We are part of the clean beauty industry. Welcome to Clean Beauty for Men, available today at toughtribeformen.com. That's the number for toughtribeformen.com and Amazon Canada. If you like our flow, especially mooses, Tough Tribe for Men <laughs> is responsible. Okay, okay. To the hockey from Sunday, and we'll loop back around because there is a lot of football notes going on. Yeah. Surprisingly a lot for late January. Kasperi Kapanen and Jeff Carter scored nine seconds apart in the third period to erase a two-goal deficit, and Sidney Crosby scored the only goal of the shootout as the Pittsburgh Penguins rallied to beat the road-weary Winnipeg Jets 3-2 on Sunday. I see our Winnipeg viewers are saying, can we please not talk about it? When, when do we start to get worried about the, about the Winnipeg Jets? Kyle Connor and Blake Wheeler scored for Winnipeg, and Connor Halibut had 36 saves. The Jets finished 3-3-2 on an eight-game, three-week trip that began on January 2nd and included games in three different time zones. I don't know, 3-3-2 three, three, and two on the road isn't terrible. You want to go 500 on the road yeah. and well above 500 at home. And that's how you get into the playoffs. That's how you get into the playoffs. And so the Jets accomplished that. They're, they're a playoff team, okay? I don't think they've gone through the injuries this year that they did last. Winnipeg, chin up. Boys are coming home. And just like the Alberta teams, the second half is where the rubber meets the road, right? Oh, it is. Um, in Columbus, Seatown, Anton Forsberg stopped 35 shots as Ottawa ended a three-game slide, beating Columbus 2-1. In Newark, New Jersey, Carl Grundstrom scored the tie-breaking goal midway through the third period, and Cal Peterson made 23 saves to lift Los Angeles past New Jersey 3-2. And in Seattle, Mason Appleton scored his first goal in nearly two months, 26 seconds into the third period. Philip Grubauer made 28 saves, and the Seattle Kraken beat the Florida Panthers 5-3 Sunday night. In case you're watching or paying attention, it was the outhouse upset the penthouse. <laughs> Seattle swept both games this season against the Panthers, who entered the night tied with Tampa Bay for the most points in the National Hockey League with 61. Seattle beat the Panthers 4-1 back on November 27th in Sunrise, Florida. I was there. A loss that denied Florida an NHL record 12th consecutive home victory to start the season. My guy, Reed Johnson, from the Mark Cast podcast out of Seattle is watching right now. And for him, I say... Because I lost a bet, 
crack and rule, Panthers drool. How about that? <laughs> I had to say. <laughs> Isn't it funny? Not like really. They, like no. Like, Florida wins 12 in a row at home, and it's the Kraken that snap it. Florida goes into Tampa Bay, and what did they beat them this year? 7-1 to one or something against it was at, Tampa. It was in Sunrise. In Florida. It's like 9-3. And then they lose twice yeah. to Seattle. That's why we love sports, though, right? Why we love sports. That and what happened yesterday in football is why we love sports. Oh, right? yeah. you just, we were sitting at the bar last <laughs> night, and it got to overtime. The guys beside us were getting a little annoying, right? Can I say they were getting a little annoying? Well, it was hard to concentrate on the game. Very distracting. And the one guy who incidentally was wearing a top hat the other night. That, last night he was wearing a fedora. The other night he was wearing a top hat. And they're saying that he owns this place. You, yeah. Where we, all, we have a live studio audience today, by the way. I'll, I, but I won't include them as much as I would like. He had a top hat on. What does he think? He's Daddy Warbucks? Isn't he the Monopoly guy? <laughs> right. I own this place. Yeah, no, I don't think you do. This is the, the same way you probably rolled into places thinking you owned them back in the day, too. <laughs> <laughs> it had crossed my mind. I'm like, God, I hope I wasn't as big a jerk as this. Well, they weren't really being jerks. No. They were just trying to horn their way into our discussion. We're like, guys, we're watching the football game here. Yeah. Zip it. Where was I when I started this story? Oh, why we love sports. Uh, why we, real life drama. Yeah. Real life drama. Real life soap. John Ohm. Ohm. He's watching in Winnipeg. He says the Jets are not getting the puck bounces. Hope they shine in front of 250 people at the hockey rink in Winnipeg. Friday, for sure, we were 100% COVID free on this show. I'm going to try and keep today 100% COVID free. Stay out of that. Not talking about truck convoys. Not talking about... 250 people. What are they getting at Leafs games? Is it 500 now? Yeah. Joe Lazato is watching in Long Island, and he says, Top hat? Hello, Mr. Peanut. No kidding, right? <laughs> He's wearing a, he was wearing a top hat. Like, I should have done a... Next time. Yeah. He seems to roam around here quite I, a bit. I don't think it's the last time we'll pretty see good, him. Pretty good chance we'll see him again. During our residency. That's right. Benjamin Gates watching on YouTube says, uh, did you enjoy any 4A beef this weekend, Rod? Did I? No. I had a lot of nachos, I'll tell you that, Friday and Saturday, and they were glorious. Had a lot of nachos. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we had a lot of nachos. With some ground beef on them. Um, but listen, can I just say this? Friday, Saturday, Sunday night was the prime rib buffet here at Great Eagle Resort and Casino. We didn't partake one time. Not on the beef. Last night we partaked on just desserts. How about that? I'll get around to the beef, but it's not, not a it's not foray. Not a cheap buffet. Like not a cheap buffet. We went and she comes in, can I help you already? We already had our dessert, you know, and she was gonna bring us our waters. So I think she's like, Oh, you're just in for a quick dessert, eh? No meal. No buffet, just dessert. Craig Warden watching on YouTube says, ha, as soon as Rod says crack and rule, Game Plus shuts down. Are we off the air on Game Plus now? Oh, it's your TV, Craig. Producer Clark says we're fine. We're starting this week 
the way we usually end the weeks. All out of order. Not that, but the general here in Calgary writes and he says, the Flames Blues tonight in the Dome. Rod, I'm sure you'll be there. I'll be there. You're going. You're going. We're all going. And maybe I will have some of that foray beef tonight before the game that they tried to push on me. Yeah. My brother says it's a gimmick. Don't fall for it. 3A is the toppest, top quality beef we've ever heard on our farm. But anyways, how about Justin Falk of the St. Louis Blues, who quite frankly, I feel like that was a tempest in the teapot. Justin Falk of the St. Louis Blues said they are not, the Blues are not looking forward to coming to Canada to end up this roadie. They won in Vancouver last night, 3-1. They're here in Calgary tonight. And to be honest with you, I feel like I get a lot of my news, Darren, from yahoo.ca. Don't at, don't at me. Yeah. But it's where I go to get my mail, right? So I got to log into yahoo.ca and first thing you see is whatever their news is. I feel like they were really trying to kick up some dirt and some controversy on Justin Falk's comments about the Blues not wanting to come to Canada. And it's like, nobody cared. It's like, yeah, we in Canada don't want to be in Canada. So how can we blame Justin Falk? That's the sense that I got. There was no outroar over that. Right. Or, or backlash. No. And part of it, too, is you're bringing your team through to play in front of no crowd, too. Yeah, well, I, nobody, nobody, <laughs> nobody blames him. You know? Uh, yeah, I, I don't think there's any reason to blame him for the comments or to be upset that he doesn't want to come through right now. It's a tough place to come and, you know, play. You're not going to have any fans. You're going to have no atmosphere. There's more restrictions. Um, just not a lot of fun. I get it. The other night at the Flames game, there was, I, I tried to find the attendance number, and I couldn't. My go-to is the score app. <laughs> if it's not on there, it doesn't exist. I assume it would be 50%. Half, so 9,000? But that right? wasn't there. But it was so... No. I don't think. It was so quiet in the saddle dome. I'm like, this is what it must have been like in the NHL bubble. It was very much like that in the WHL bubble, which we broadcast the games. Yes. Um, Uh, I got so much to get to. Can I just speak for a second about Clark Gillies and then I'll get to the NFL Conference Championships because everybody's going goo goo gaga over that. Clark Gillies passed away on Friday night. New York Islanders great, Regina Pat's legend, the guy that doesn't need any introduction to you people, our viewers. And if you go read my Monday morning goalie column that's up right now at rodpeterson.com, it's the top thing running. I have a point in there on Clark. And I'll just tell you what I wrote there. First time I ever laid eyes on Clark Gillies in person was the 25-year reunion of the Memorial Cup 1974 Regina Pats team. We were at the Flowing Springs Golf Club, northwest of Regina. We're all in the parking lot, putting on our golf shoes, getting ready to go. This Suburban rolls in. Clark Gillies gets out. Pressed red golf shirt, black slacks. Shiny black leather loafers. How do you think? Just looking like a million bucks. Hair was still black, right? Grease back. Nobody needed to tell anybody that this is Clark Gillies. <laughs> you know what I mean? Everybody knew this was Clark. And if they didn't, they knew he Get was out. important. If you didn't know, yeah, beat it. This is a Pat's golf tournament, for God's sakes. But the, even then, everybody just watched Clark as he walked into the clubhouse. Before long, it's psh, giving somebody a noogie, pushing somebody, you know, wrestling. That's Clark. Just fun, laughing uproariously, and then that touched off a whole weekend of fun and frivolity. He's just one of the guys. 
but God did not create us all equal. Sorry to tell you, Clark Gillies is a Hall of Famer in every sense of the word. I've done so many events with him, with Pat's alumni, and he always said that Memorial Cup championship meant so much to him. Not to say it's more than a Stanley Cup or his four Stanley Cups, but he's like, in my circles, Rod, a lot of guys got Stanley Cups. Not that many have Memorial Cups. Clark would always say that. And then Joe Lazito was at the game Saturday night at Long Island, sent me some photos from the Leafs and Islanders game. He said there wasn't a dry eye in the house. Flowers all over the Clark Gillies tribute in the Hall of Fame for the Islanders there. That one hit us all hard over the weekend. So condolences to the Gillies family, the Trumbly family. And uh, that was tough, man. He's just, he's just cool. So cool. And I only really got to know him through the show. Right. I mean, a little bit around the Pats in the later years, but no, around the show and just so cool. He always lit up the screen when he came on with you and with, his, with us. Right. He always lit guy. the place up, you know, so much that he paid attention and he made you feel like you were the most important person in his life. He always did. You know, like to come on the show and be like, Rod, I don't see a Clark Gillies bobblehead on your desk. And then making yeah. sure that he ships one and it's there in two days. You know, like it's that kind of stuff. You always left feeling the conversation feeling pretty good. A lot of people in Winnipeg checking in today. Uh, David Ice says, Gillies was a very amazing player. He was a force that if he drove to the net, it was a goal always or a fight. You're not old enough. This guy was born in 1987. You probably don't understand, but you've noticed why there's so many Islanders fans in Saskatchewan. It's because half of them were from Saskatchewan. Brian Trache, Val Marie, Bob Bourne, Netherhill, Clark Gillies, Moose Jaw. There'd be more if I took time to think about it. That's why. Uh, Love Face is back. The online entertainer. <laughs> what a segue. I know, right? Um, but I have a Stanley Cup in my office. It's a mini Stanley Cup from a Kinsman dinner in Saskatoon. Yep. And it's got those names on it. It's got Clark Gilley's name inscribed on it with Trache and Bob Bourne. And, you know, for the four oh. Stanley Cups, it's got all the four years. And uh, so he'll always have a place around our, our show and... Our of course. Spot. I apologize. We're past time. I knew this was going to happen. I'll see you back for hour two. Sounds good. Our NFL insider Jeff Reinbold joins us next. We'll be talking more football, of course, when we return. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network live from Gray Eagle Resort and Casino here in Calgary. We're also live on YouTube and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Beautiful Banff, Alberta. RP Show coming to you live from Grey Eagle Resort and Casino, Calgary's entertainment destination. And we're very excited to uh, welcome in our NFL insider, our good friend Jeff Reinbold, Alouette's special teams coordinator, Sky Sports NFL analyst, and uh, Coach Reinbold, if you don't mind, happy Monday. I'm going to jump right into it. Can we go to the, the question, NFL OT rules? Should they be changed following Sunday night's outcome? Whoops. A daisies. Okay, you guys let me know when we have him back, okay? <sighs> the poll, by the way, is that for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. Let me check the uh, latest as we work on getting Coach Reinbold back. A lot of reaction to this one. Should the NFL change its OT rules 
83% of you on Twitter saying yes, they should. And you all watched it last night. The Kansas City Chiefs won the coin toss, drove the field. Travis Kelsey touchdown, game over. Okay, coach, I don't know if you caught what I said. The NFL uh, overtime rules, it's not new. But people are clamoring today for a change. Do we have Coach Reinbold? And he dropped again. All right. Listen, guys, I'm going to read a sports update, and then we're going to take a break, and we're going to come back and do this for real. Okay? Sports update. Montreal's Felix Auger-Alassim is through to the men's quarterfinals at the Australian Open. The men's ninth seed moved on with a four-set win over Marin Cilic and will face U.S. Open champion Daniil Medvedev. Next, fellow Canadian Denis Shapovalov is in quarterfinal action later today when he faces Spanish legend Rafael Nadal. Meanwhile, Alizé Cornet survived a second-set meltdown to advance to the women's Australian Open semifinals with a three-set win over Simona Halep. It'll be Cornet's first Grand Slam quarterfinal after 63 main draw appearances. The Calgary Flames are home to the St. Louis Blues in one of seven games on tonight's NHL schedule. Calgary struggled lately with a 3-6-1 record over the last 10. The Blues have won three in a row and eight of their last 10, including a 3-1 victory at Vancouver last night. The Montreal Canadiens are in St. Paul, Minnesota. Tonight, the struggling Habs have set a modest improvement lately with a win and two overtime losses over their last three games. A mogul superstar, Mikhail Kingsbury, will lead Canada's freestyle ski team at the Beijing Olympics. The 24-athlete team announced today also includes Rachel Carker, who is making her Olympic debut after an outstanding World Cup season. Canada has captured 25 medals in Olympic freestyle skiing more than any other country. The sports update for Ballers Rec Room. Check out our brand new line of games. Also for the Tap Brewhouse and drive through Liquor Store and for Red Bull Canada. Red Bull gives you wings. We're going to take a break. We have to. We're going to take a break and come back with Coach Reinbold with all the NFL analysis from Divisional Playoff Weekend. You are watching the RP Show live from Gray Eagle Resort and Casino on Game Plus Television, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. It's a Monday, brand new week in the RP show, and uh, <laughs> a lot of you are going to love this next segment, and a lot of you may hate it, but connection issues are befelling our appearance with our NFL analyst, Jeff Reinbold, this morning. So from now up until the top of the hour, it's going to be just me and you, me and you. It's an early taco time viewer takeover. Thank God I love Mexi fries, as you can see here on the screen. Um, bumper sticker sent to me by our friends at Taco Time. Who knew Calgary was the mecca of Taco Time? We do now. Online ordering, by the way, is available now at Taco Time. Try it today and get a free burrito on your first order. Use promo code FREEBURRITO when you sign up. So, yeah, we're going to get to the viewer comments. And right up until the top of the hour, I don't know that we're going to get a Jeff Reinbold at all. The poll question today we just talked about. And I know that's what everybody wanted to talk about all day. I wanted to get Jeff Reinbold's 
Take on it for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. Capital Automall with dealerships across the Canadian prairies. Should the NFL change its OT rules? Over 80% of you saying yes, they should. But the people that back the NFL's OT rule say, you know, they told me years ago, Rod, you can play defense too. Stop them. Keep them out of the end zone. Then you have a chance to win the game. That's why it hasn't changed. Initially, when they went to this format, it was just a field goal. They didn't, they didn't deem that wasn't fair. So they've made it a touchdown. And now, listen, I get it. Greatest game of the year goes to overtime and really gets decided by a coin toss in a lot of ways. Doesn't seem right, does it? But they haven't changed it since, and why would they now? Mandy in Edmonton writes in and says, Rod, apparently Chris Jones of the Elks reached out to Deron Carter. What's your take on that? Uh, well, for that, I would direct you to my Monday morning Goldie column right now at rodpeterson.com because I address it there. But, yeah. But I'll, this is my take. Duran will be 31 in March. He felt he was blackballed from the CFL. He's got a lot of football left in him. Duran still got the skills. He's never been hurt in his, in his entire career. He told me he wants to play till he's 40 years old. And even if they want him to play defense in Edmonton, which is the rumor, Duran just wants to be on the field like most ballers. So I'm, I fully applaud it. I applaud Chris Jones getting the band back together at Commonwealth Stadium. Okay, producer Clark says he feels confident with our connection with Jeff Reinbold. So, coach, let's go. And if you don't mind, we'll jump right into the deep end, coach. Um, the NFL OT rule, thumbs up or down? Should it be changed after well, last I, night? I think after last night, you know, there's going to be a discussion when the, when the competition committee meets in this offseason. You know, John Harbaugh has been a proponent of a thing they call uh, spot and choose, which we used in the uh, in the spring league as the overtime format. And if you think what we got now is hard, spot and choose is, I mean, you got to have a PhD to figure it out. So I, I don't know, you know, <clears throat> I think the reality of it is this, this happened to the Chiefs a couple years ago when the Patriots, you know, took the ball and scored and, and Patrick Mahomes never had a chance after going up and down the field the whole game. The reality of it is that I don't know if there's any fair way other than just playing an extra quarter. And they don't like that because of, you know, the concerns with player injuries and, you know, the amount of time they're on the field and all of that. But it's the playoffs. And I think we need a better system than we have right now. Who has the best OT rules as far as you're concerned? Well, I, I think the ours in the CFL are, are as about as good as you're going to get in college football, you know, the way it is, you know, sometimes you see those scores, Rod, they get up in the sixties because nobody can stop anybody the way, you know, the way the format that they use. So in, you know, in our situation where each team does have a chance to possess the ball and each team, you know, if you kick a field goal, now, you know, you've got to go down and, and score a touchdown. And so I think it's fair because you do have an opportunity to go on the field and, you know, match whatever the, your opponent did. It's funny because early 2000s, I'm with the Riders. Henry Burris is our quarterback. Dave Dickinson's with the Stamps. We're going to overtime, and they're throwing like six touchdowns in a game and 600 yards, and those yardage were going to their stats. The next year, they didn't include it in their stat totals because it was so wild, but, man, was it fun to watch. Um, how did your picks work out, Coach? You know what? I, I was actually pretty good. I thought the Rams would go into Tampa and beat Tampa because Tampa was just so 
beat up. You know, they really, Mike Evans was the only legitimate wide receiver they had in the game. Scotty Miller flashed a little bit, but Scotty Miller's, you know, a wide receiver three at, you know, at best. And, you know, Gronk is lumbers around. He'll make some catches, but the pass rush from the Rams was just too good. Worst didn't play. And, you know, the, the young kid they had in there just got chewed up. You know, Aaron Donald is a man, and I mean a grown man. And, you know, we see Vaughn Miller really put his stamp on the game, too. You know, Sneed, the, the uh, GM at, with the Rams, has done a great job of going all in. They pushed all their chips in the middle of the table, went out and got Matthew Stafford, got OBJ, got Vaughn Miller. You know, and, and they've got a, you know, they got stars on every side of the ball. And, and still, Tampa made it tough on them. But I was happy for Matt Stafford because after all those years of being in Detroit and, you know, having no playoff wins, he's got, he's got more playoff wins in the last week than the Detroit Lions have had in 25 years. Proves what kind of player he is. But can, can we safely say the Bucks only played 30 minutes? That's the sense that I got out of that game. Yeah, you know what? They, they really started out uh, just really didn't play very well at all in the first half. And defensively was where I thought they didn't. They just didn't play with a lot. Of, and then, you know, today I listened to B.A.'s press conference, and he talked about on the last play where they went zero coverage. You know, they, it was max blitz, max pressure, and they were all, mm -hmm. you know, with nobody in the middle of the field. And you know, not everybody blitzed. And that's an indication of a team that's not mentally, you know, ready to play. And, and you know, you got to feel for Todd Bowles because he dials up zero pressure and they don't, you know, they don't run it. And now, you know, Winfield's out there one-on-one -on -one with the triple crown receiver. That's not a good matchup with no, with no pressure help. Oh, I could talk about that game forever, but I should move on. The Bengals, the Bengals. Who saw this coming? Well, you know what, Rod? It, it, here's the thing with the Bengals. The Bengals are playing with all house, house money now, right? They're playing <laughs> loose and free. And, you know, Joe, Joe Burrow is a unique, unique talent. You know, his dad, Jimmy, played in the CFL and coached in the CFL. And, you know, a kid's been around football for a long, long time. He's much like Mahomes. When you grow up in a family that's, uh, you know, got a high-level competitor, and in that, you know, in the competitive, he, these kids aren't, in, they're not intimidated. It's not too big for them because they've watched their dad play. They, they've been around it. Their dad coaching at a high level. And so he just goes out there and, you know, he's the new Joe Cool. If Joe Montana was Joe Cool, well, this is Joe Cool too because he doesn't get flapped. They hit him. Right. They sacked him nine times and hit him 13 <laughs> times, you know, and and those were not light bodies that were falling on. And he's coming off of an ACL, but he just just stayed in there and kept, you know, kept throwing the ball. And then their defense made plays. Tannehill turned it over three times. And, you know, playoff football is really, really difficult to, you know, turn it over that many times and win a football game. Ironically, it's not the first time a quarterback's been sacked nine times and they've won an NFL playoff game. I think it's like the third, but it's highly, highly rare. They tell me 90 seconds left for Packers 49ers. What's your breakdown of that game? Well, I just really felt like the 49ers, you know, their defense was outstanding. Their pass rush, Bosa is special. You know, they rushed four and they were, you know, they're great problems for Aaron Rodgers. But, you know, look at the Packers. The Packers are the same way. When they lost Robert Tanya, and, you know, 
Cobb was a non-factor. He'd just been hurt for, I don't know, for a month. He was a non-factor. So all the Niners did was they just doubled Devontae Adams and Lazard and, and uh, Valdez Scanlon. They're just not good enough to beat you. You know, you look at the good teams, Rod, and I think this is in every professional league. You better have a quarterback, number one, but you better have weapons around that quarterback. And you look at the teams that are all playing now, Kansas City, multiple weapons. Cincinnati, multiple weapons. Rams, multiple weapons. So, you know, again, I think it's going to be a great, great weekend of football coming up and, a, and a, you know, a really, really good Super Bowl. The National Football League could not have had a better weekend than they had last weekend. Three games finished. It was perfect. Walk-off kicks and, and an overtime classic. Perfect. Coach, we'll talk about it next week. Thanks for this. All right, guys. Take care. Hour two coming up after this break. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Nice buns, soft, fluffy, and ultra low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving. Plus, high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H-E-R-O dot C-O.